It's a good show. This is Ralph Metzner, and you're listening to the Radio 8-Ball Show with Andras Jones. Radio 8-Ball, Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, and for seven musical divinations, we have been hanging in Digilab Studios in Phoenix, Arizona, with Serene Dominic. And thank you for having me. And his friend, Andrew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Duffman. So, uh, so now we are down to the we've we've gone through seven musical divinations. We have one last song on the board, and the name of that song is "Me and My Big Heart." Me and My Big Heart from Serene Dominic, and so we're gonna do the song before we reveal the well, question. Well, no, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna find now we're gonna reveal the question at the beginning of the show. I got Dominic's question. Have not looked at it. It could be sealed. It could be horribly profane. It could be incriminating. We don't know. It could be just illegible. So you might, buy, you might want to put on those eyeglasses. The question from Serene Dominic is: Is bringing back an old love affair more an exercise in optimism? A fair that would be. I said. I didn't I say? You said a four. Oh, sorry. Is bringing back an old love affair more an exercise in optimism, nostalgia, or lack? Of inspiration, and the answer is me and my big okay. heart. All right, but got it. One, it. two, three, two, two, three.
me and my big heart from serene dominic the answer to his own question is bringing back an old love affair no i'm just kidding <laughs> is bringing back an old love affair more an exercise in optimism nostalgia or a lack of inspiration so dominic you get to play double duty first tell us where the song comes from oh it's actually an old song it actually you know what this is the first song i ever played on radio uh, I played the song live in about 2000, so on KUPD. Um, KPD? KUPD. Where's that? Um, Phoenix. Oh. <laughs> you never played, you never did a radio thing in New York when you were no, in New York? No, I wasn't, I wasn't even notorious in New York, sort of, you know, there was, everything was just so spread out. When you came, There's all those college stations, all those colleges with college stations that are Yeah, you would, you would think so, but, you know, New York is so spread out, like, you don't, you don't think that you can go on those things, you know, hmm. so. So. But anyway, um, yeah, and I was just a song about me and my big heart, you know, I was, you know, when I, uh, kind of a, a waltz towards song, you know, but, uh. A happy one. It's a very happy song, I think, you know. So how do you feel like it related to the question? Uh, I don't know, because I'm bringing back an old song, aren't I? So mm. is it a lack of imagination that I didn't do a song from, you know, recently? Um, i tell you how it relates to it. Um, remember I told you I did an early musical? I did a musical version of Vertigo. Yeah. So that was performed about two years ago. And then we did this one, and this one was really even more well-received, and it was a better detour, show. Yeah, the Dark Lullabies. Dark Lullabies. It was a better show, and it was, it, was, it was a lot, you know, and it was better written. And But I really liked the songs on that Vertigo thing. And one of the guys in the San Jacinto Death Row Prison Band, our, one of our sax players, Steve, says, you know what? I saw you do a 10-minute version where you condense all of Vertigo into 10 minutes. And he says, that was that was great, you know. You should really do that again. And I thought, that'd be nice to bring back those songs. But it's almost like, you know, to bring back that show, it's like I have to wallow in the thing about the love affair that I was in at the time, about loving the same person and not being kind of stuck in a cycle. So I don't know that, you know, bringing that back would be beneficial to me romantically. I don't think it would be beneficial to me or I don't know, you know, because it's rich, it's rich with stuff, but like, do I want to keep wallowing in this, you know, the, you know, what it took to write that in the first place and then what it would take to perform it, you know? 
it's just you know what I'm saying. It's just like right. leaving you in that place. So I don't know if it's, uh, you know, uh, you know the, the fact that falling in love with the same person is uh, is uh, an exercise in nostalgia. I'm just like you know I just remembering a, a time where it was good, and I can't imagine you know anything you know being better than that. So is that a lack of imagination or what's the third choice? Nostalgia, optimism, or Opt- optimism, or just the thing of like, oh, I'm gonna, f- I can fix this. You know? I got this, you know. Which, uh, you know, obviously, is not, you know, you know, it, it just doesn't seem like that's a a, 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 a worthy goal. You know? <laughs> well, we have, I mean, uh, a- Andrew, I know you're. We haven't engaged your your opinion here, but maybe we, you know, you know. Well, he was in both shows. Yeah, too, you know so. this. You know the music. You know Dominic pretty well. Um, what did you think about? Did you have any ideas about how that might answer his question? Uh, relating directly to the song or about Virgo? yeah, no, relating to the to the how that song relates to. Oh, I would say uh, optimism. Yeah, I, that's I, that's where I would. That's what I was thinking as well. What optimism in like bringing that show back? You know? Well, in terms of like the idea of bringing back an old love affair. Yeah, because uh, for better or for worse, that's where that's coming from. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're sort of thinking like, uh, you know, but that was a long time ago. What about uh, what about how this would go now? Now where I'm at now. Yeah. Versus like when things went awry. I'd say that's. I'd say that's. That's definitely optimistic thinking. I mean, the big, the, just the idea of me and my big heart mm. is, you know, the big heart is the opt, is the optimistic sure. thing. It's what you're saying. Oh, my heart is so big, it keeps. Yeah. You know, and. But is I don't, there about, I, is I don't there believe that a heart, like that, like that heart, thing, like a heart is, pre, like the, the mind is nostalgic. Mm. But. The heart is not nostalgic. It's a constant. You know, it's it's right where it is. It's right. in the beat of right what's going on right now, and it certainly doesn't lack inspiration. It's got it. You know, the flow is happening through it constantly. It never has a point where like I don't know if I can beat today. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So so yeah. So I felt like the song was very much leaning Same towards optimism. And then so it could be false optimism. You could be totally wrong, but the heart. Yeah, but but yeah. yet yet the yet but yet the show is very sort of. I mean, like if you think about the thing of Jimmy Stewart, I mean, he goes and pretty much tries to bring a woman back from the dead <laughs> to to be you know to to make her relive these moments, you know, and uh, I mean. There's a certain amount of ego, even just like uh, the one thing about this song is sort of me and my big heart. It's I mean it's almost like a bra- braggadocio, you know. Well, yeah, in the in the song, I mean, there's there. I don't have the lyrics in front of me, but the the whole about me, me and my big heart love more than we. Lo- well, okay, he, he's like you know when we double team you, you'll feel love. That was the know? line that I was thinking of the most. That there was something that was very sort of it. It goes between being aggre- like yeah. aggressive. Like me and my heart double teaming. Yeah, like the first verse like, is sort of him saying, "Yeah, we love you more than we let on." And, you know, every time you're gone, we, we're like pining for you and everything. You know, it's like a regular song. But the second verse is sort of like me and my big heart. You know, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, but what's the line after that? The, the about the I want you to hold you to my. Oh, I want to hold you up to uh, hurry up and get undressed. I want to hold you up to my big chest so my big heart could get a look. And then I think the first time, uh, first verse is, uh, um, 
if I had you in a picture frame, I would hold you up to my rib cage so my big heart could get a look. You know? Now, is there and is there a part of it that is sort of m- making, f- yeah, uh, playing mean, off on the idea of that you're talking about my big dick, but you're not my big like I'm gonna show, well, I'm mean, gonna yeah. send you a, a heart pick instead of a dick pick. Yeah, but it's still well, as that so idea. much that is. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, you could think of that. I, I mean, my initial inspiration was like me and my big mouth, you know, mm. and, and it was just like. Me and my big heart, you know. But then people other also, you know, think about comparing the size of organs. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, and it's it's a it's a brag that nobody can really check. You know, like I could say, you know, I have a you know kidney, you know, the size of a banjo, and it's bigger than <laughs> that guy over there. You know, and you, know, you could feel good about yourself, you know, at other people's expense. You know, and and nobody gets hurt really. I mean, like if I. T- you know, if I told you Paul that Bunyan, I, he had a kidney the size of a banjo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or uh, you know, wh- whoever you know, whoever you you could be envious about. Yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah, but what about what about the size of his liver? Yeah, <laughs> it can't even it can't even come close to the size. You know, who's gonna check? You know, who's right. gonna know? Only your doctor knows. That's right. That's right. But yeah, I, like, I, I, like, so, like, I'm worried on it in twofold. I'm worried about like in real life trying to try to bring back a love affair that inspired something, and knowing that that you you can't really bring that back. Do I really want to wallow in that for the time that it takes to, you know, mount the show again? You know. So that's really where this is coming from. It's more about bringing back the show than about bringing back a love affair. No, but it's, by it's, doing it's like the show, both of them. Yeah, my you, original scheme to do the show in the first place was to get back with the you know the person that I was in love with, you know, mm-hmm. and and it didn't work out, and I wound up, you know, she wound up being in the show, and then wound up going out with somebody else at, at the end of it, you know, and oh. and that was like, uh, you know, uh, ouch. Well. No, I wound up going. I mean, I just, you know, because I was just, you know, this isn't going anywhere, so I'm going to go on to new territory, right. you know. So I don't know if going back to that means going back to old territory, you know, and uh, I don't know if I want to visit stuff. Right. But, you know, at the same time, I got like a kick-ass band. I want the, I want to do these songs. You yeah. Know? So so I'm, I'm, I'm going to redo the Vertigo show as a monologue show, I think, and just have the band and actually get to show scenes from vertigo and then i was thinking of doing it in a way so that to f- show how far off i went from my original idea of doing the musical right. seriously it was going to be like this really romantic you know you know downtrodden you know depressing thing and then it became this lark you know it became like a very broad comedy you know and you know and, so like I don't know if revisiting that's a good idea or a bad idea, but I don't know. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, but I feel me like and my the big song. Heart will find out. I feel like the song definitely said that the whatever it's coming from the place of the heart. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. The heart, well, they they say like the heart wants what it wants. Right. Right. I think Woody Allen said that You're and gonna, really ruined that phrase for a lot of people. I don't think he said that. He did. Well, I mean, he, he said, said it. Yeah, he said that when he, like, you know... In Manhattan? Soon, no, when he was, like, in a press conference after, you know, taking up with Soon Yi, you know, he said, the heart wants what it wants. And it's like, oh, yeah. It's, 
Yeah. I'm step. Sorry, I'm I'm uh, I'm a I'm a Woody, big Woody Allen apologist. I, I love I, Woody I, Allen. I'm, he can do what he wants. I feel I, like he's been. On. I feel like he's, he's been very very unfairly maligned. But yeah. people are hung up on the. I'm not hung up on on that whole thing. I mean, I think you know you there are two sides to the story that story, but uh, but you know it's still creepy. You know. Yeah, I mean Hollywood in the '70s. I mean that's the thing is like. That might be that may or may not be creepy. That's an opinion you can yeah. have, but Hollywood is creepy. Has been creepy yeah. for so long, and I don't want to compare villainy. Yeah, but when you think about like, there's never been a whiff of of him of like, oh, he tried to hit on an actress, or he yeah. seems like he's an incredibly boring. Guy, guy. Yeah. he likes to write. He likes to hang out in his apartment. He likes to take long showers. I've read his book, and he likes to write. He likes to like he's take long showers and think about screenplays. Yeah, that's his idea of an exciting time. Yeah, and then yes, the 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 karma of the Pharaoh clan is deep and dark, and we could do we could unravel <laughs> that onion. For a long time, not yeah. just around Woody, but around Sinatra and around oh, the, the Beatles yeah. and around Manson, like all of like so much stuff flows through the life of the sure. Pharaoh clan, and a lot of it's dark. And you know, I don't even know what it's like to be in that world. Yeah, but, uh, we're here. We're here talking about them, like yeah. we know, and nobody knows. And, nobody. and we all, but we all have. Re- like I know for myself. I have really, really strong opinions about that, and I don't know anything. Right. Other than that, I know that the karma of that family, the Pharaoh family particularly, is just super intense, mm. and I don't even know what to to make of it. I've heard terrible things about them. I've heard wonderful things about them from people who know them. Right. You know? Anyway. Right. And how do we go down the? Oh, because we're you're from New York, and we I'm decided from to, New we York had to. And yeah. And I had I said the heart wants. What and he it makes wants. yeah, and he makes the same movie over and over again. <laughs> you know, pretty much. So, like, do I want to make the same movie over? I mean, it's it'd be slightly different. It's the same thing as like if you did a, a you know, a monologue. Sh- well, eh, no, that's not really the same show. But uh, I don't know. I just don't know if I want to wallow in that sort of downtrodden romantic. You know, I think that would definitely interfere with writing a musical about uh, <laughs> falling, falling down. down. <laughs> Falling down the musical? Yeah, I mean, that would probably be worse for my mental health, I would think, you know, because then I'd have to sing racist songs and stuff and, you know, and try to establish some sort of, you know, Randy Newman uh, distance irony that nobody gets, you know. Right. It's bad enough that we did a, we did a, a sh- an acoustic show before Doc Lullaby and stuff. And I was premiering these songs, and there's one song about a pimp who just tosses a woman out of a car, and like, and like I'm singing these songs, and I forget that when you strap on an acoustic guitar, you're like earn this earnest guy, and that you're singing all about your life experiences, you know, like it's everything that's happened to you, and I'm singing, you know, about ditching a body in a ravine and stuff, <laughs> and like people are looking at, kind of like, oh, I don't know. Was this as part of the show or just No, like- we just no, no. Andrew's working at this bar and he <laughs> just invited me to come up and sing a few songs. I didn't realize, you know, that I was you know, could be hitting a nerve with some of these songs, you know. Just yeah. Because outside of the context of the show, they're kind of, you know. Well, I feel I feel like I feel bad I've not because I have not seen any of these shows. Well yeah. I I want to now. Ah. I think everyone wants to. I mean 
Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll probably post it. We're going to do a show September 16th, and then we're going to put it up on YouTube because then we're not going to do it for another couple of months. So Maybe um, we'll do this other this this other uh, revisit of the Vertigo musical, but, but more like an analysis of the musical and how it you know didn't achieve what it was supposed to, n- not because of the cast or anything, just because it, it just kind of ran away with itself. Yeah, yeah, that's sometimes a that's what a production will do. It start off, you know, the story about uh, Nick Kubrick was trying to write Doctor Strangelove for a year. And he, he, every time, he, I think he was working with Terry Southern, and they, he, oh, it, you know, before he was working with Terry Southern, he was trying to do this serious thing, and the more serious it got, the more that he, it just became funny, like the 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 absurdity of it, that the comedy sort of dem- it it is, it. Uh, it forced itself on right. the production and then eventually had to surrender. Okay, I guess I'm making a comedy and it ends up being great. Right, but he doesn't have that dream, get, wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night saying, that should have been a drama, you know? I mean, <laughs> no, you know. But I mean... But you I'm have not, the cold sweat that you wake no, up... not a cold sweat, but I'm just sort of like, you know, when I see Vertigo again and I have those feelings about it, I'm like, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, just sort of making fun of it, you know? And uh, I, I, I kind of want to... The, be, when I listen to the music, I get that feeling of oh, this is this is really you know, you know, worthwhile. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and it was a very emotional thing to put together. You know, so. Well, we shall see. We will see. We'll we see. Shall see. Suspend your disbelief. Well, it's been a it's been a a wild and wonderful time here in the studio with you. This has been a lot of fun. This is the most really, time we've really hung enjoyed. out in a long time that's right that's yeah. right and yeah just a real it's been a joy it's nice meeting you Andrew likewise thank you so much and yeah thank you for having us oh so I'll, let me just get throwing some plugs oh yeah um, so if anybody wants to hear the music from the uh, D- Dark Lullaby they can go on um, my nonprofit record label onusrecords.com uh, slash bandcamp or yeah slash bandcamp and uh, San Jacinto Death Row Prison Band is on there that's our our project for the Doc Lullaby, and it'll probably go on as a separate thing. And there's all the Serene Dominic. I've I've remastered everything that I've done since you met me, and uh, we, I got like a series of uh, eleven albums and a a huge an actual. Uh, uh, retrospective of three albums of just old stuff that fell through the cracks. So it's kind of like a chronolog- chronolog- chronological uh, history called Box Box City Part Two. Box City Part Two. Three and four. Yeah. That was what it was. What, it was the, Box City. Yeah. That was what it was. The box sets back. Yeah, in the, the box day. sets. But this is like if I was going to do a real box set, it's like and, and mark everything in different periods. I have three other distinct periods. That came what, after that. What are the three periods of Well, I had a, the, uh, the first one, Box City 2, is going to be called Plot Relocation, and that's when I moved to Arizona and I had a band called The Semi Detached here. Then I had another band called uh, Serene Dominic and the Torchbearers, and I started doing these really weird theatrical shows. And then the third one is when I started recording at home. I, I started this thing of recording an album a year. There's a thing called the RPM Challenge. Mm-hmm. I took it every year for 10 years, and the first time I, I did it, uh, 
I did the album that became the Vertigo musical, and then I just did it every year. I, I didn't do it last year, but I did it for like about... What is the project? Our, you our have family? to record a whole album from start to finish in the month of February, which is the shortest month of the year. And that's where you kind of, you write a song and then you don't really, you, you kind of keep everything you've got. And, yeah. And you wind up writing stuff that you wouldn't normally write because, you know, you just... Because you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have to live and die by your ideas in that month, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool. Um, anything else you want to plug? Uh, no, the Dark Globe I show will be Film Bar September 16th. And Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, Serene, just uh, Serene Dominic at uh, Bandcamp, and Onus Records at Bandcamp. So you, you'd see the whole, uh, you know, all the other artists that we, we put out, you know, uh, it's a, quite a roster. Cool, cool. Well, uh, let me just do a little business here and let everyone, first of all, thank everyone who is tuning in or listening sharing their attention and intentions with us by uh by listening along and listening selfishly i hope and finding your own answers in this i want to thank the folks here at digilabs for taking such good care of us and of course my friends back at uh back at starburns industries it's always great to be uh, putting this podcast out through starburns audio and to all of our guests who joined us, whether they intended to or not, uh, it's been that's that's been wonderful. And I also want to remind you, as I said at the beginning, we are going to be taping a very special episode on August eighth, eight eight, the High Holy Day of Radio Eight Ball, Synchronicity Day, if you will. And I am looking for two intrepid and incredibly selfish listeners who want to engage the pop oracle with an incredibly selfish question that we can all then selfishly devour for our own purposes. And if you want to be a, be one of those people, you can go to the contact form on Radio8Ball.com. It's up in the top right corner. Click on that, send me an email, and we will get that process going. That is on August 8th. So if you're listening to this now, send me that email now. Start thinking of your selfish question. Okay, and uh, finally, coming back to you guys, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. This has been a blast. We love Andrew. it. It's been, it's been great. I love the songs. It's great hearing your voice again. And <clears throat> until next time, I am your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the radio. Wave.